0: What's up, Earth Citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I'm David DeRoche. I'm not the host of Uncommon Grounds. That would be Chris Roush. He's the Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac. So what's the podcast about? Well, it's about our students, students from the School of Communications, who are pretty awesome, by the way, but maybe I'm biased. Chris Roush is also my boss. So did I mention how awesome Chris Roush is and the School of Communications and our students? Anyway, don't take my word for it. Listen for yourself. This is Uncommon Grounds first episode. It's with senior graphic and interactive design major Ian Berkey. You'll hear Ian talk about how he got into graphic arts, why his favorite color is Hunter Green, and his thoughts on the album cover of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Thanks for tuning in to Uncommon Grounds, a Quinnipiac University podcast.
1: This is Chris Rausch. I'm the Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. And joining me is Ian Berkey. He is a senior in our Graphic and Interactive Design program. Ian, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, hey, thanks for having me. How are you today?
1: Good, how are you?
2: Doing well, thank you.
1: So let's start at the beginning. How did you decide to come to Quinnipiac? What what attracted you to Quinnipiac?
2: So I've been looking at liberal arts colleges. I knew I wanted to stay on the East Coast, being that I am from New Jersey. And I was looking for a school that was close enough that I could find accessible, that had my major. I knew by senior year, I wanted to do design. I originally toward back in November, it was raining. It was downpouring, it was a really not a great day for weather-wise, but I came back in April, the campus felt inviting, the atmosphere was beautiful. I never, at my parents take photos of me at campuses but i said take please take a photo of me on the campus on the quad and without me knowing they got me a sweatshirt and they kind of knew i wanted to go there so it was really no surprise when i decided hey i'm going here it's great
1: excellent so you, you like the campus uh, what else did you like
2: yeah so the, of course the campus facility is great but also i found it inviting that the way out the campus itself was kind of compact. You could get the places easily. It wasn't going to take half an hour to walk from one building to the next, which is a small thing on the surface, but also establishes a community how during a the sprint, there's people on the quad, and you can see familiar faces. And biggest thing, though, is definitely class size was important to me. I came from a very small high school. I wanted classes that were 15, 20 students max. I want to know my professors, to know my peers, to learn from my peers, of course, I have to know them well and adapt with them. And could it be actually like a campus and housing a campus and community in general, I've been able to learn from, as well as thankfully help others as well, so good.
1: So what what was your interest in design? Why did you wanna major in design?
2: Yeah, so originally during high school, I had wanted to do architecture. I'd taken a couple architecture classes and after switching high schools to a smaller school, I was looking into English and I love the writing. I love creating. I knew that between architecture and writing, I want to do something where I am making my own content. And after being in way forced, but also acknowledging that I had to take a computer class, there was two months of Photoshop. And after we have a project to assign, I, I would submit thirty projects a week. And she said, Hey, you really enjoy this. Maybe you should try a class over the summer. So going to senior year of high school, I did a course called the Digital Media Academy at NYU for a week. And it pretty much immediately clicked so that I could do art and that this was a career that like I could do graphic design. And since then coming to Quentin Beck I only applied to schools for design, no design schools, but schools that had programs that were strong in communications and art and design. And since then I branched out to motion I did for a while for animation and then eventually illustration.
1: So since you've been here, what what are some of the things that you've been involved in either design wise or, or just uh, social wise on campus?
2: So I'll start with student organizations. I very actively try and scout out on campus opportunities within the design community. So I started off with student media. So Montage, doing the Art and Nature Journal. I joined the Chronicle, became a staff designer for that. I did WQIQ, I did art for them. And then recently in the past couple of years, I did all the playbills for the school theater this year, as well as run the Graphic Design Club for the past two years. And aside from design, I have been in the Gender and Sexuality Alliance, GSA, as well as National Alliance and Mental Illness, NAMI. And socially, I, I mostly, most of the time, I'll stay within on campus in my room or in my suite in friend suites. I am always doing research on art design or other passions in music and writing, especially. So I don't enjoy going off campus. I don't enjoy that social aspect. So a lot of what I did was always engaging myself and trying to stay stimulated through other imaginative options.
1: And tell me a little bit about uh, the design classes. What What have you been doing in those classes?
2: So in senior year, I have been doing mobile design, which has us designing two applications, not developing them, but doing the interfaces, the screens, the prototyping of it, My first application I'm working on is Loudwire, which is a music publication site for rock and heavy metal. And then the second one is a mood tracker. And then we have senior portfolio, of course, the capstone, which has us doing personal branding. So everything from resume, business cards, cover letter. So your materials as well as letterhead, envelopes, and of course your printed portfolio so your 11 by 17 booklet that includes all of the projects you want to show for specific interviews and employers, as well as your website, which include that's the big one. It's definitely the big one has all of your work from past four years, as well as before mine focuses in mostly on art. So I have items from on campus, the opportunities that I mentioned, as well as from internships with Sony music, with Atlantic, with Adobe, and then a lot of personal illustration and other traditional artwork. So before we
1: talk about uh, your portfolio, I want to ask you about your internships because I know when we talked in the past, you, you've told me about your internships and they've seemed pretty cool. Um, why the music industry? Why, why uh, what, what's been the interest
2: there? So I've done five internships Three of them have been music each semester. So one sophomore year, one junior, one senior. I started with a small company called Pledge Music, and it was all all the opportunities in New York City. I knew I enjoyed music. I mean, I've always enjoyed music. I enjoyed art and design. At the time I was doing graphic design, I hadn't started drawing at all yet. And with design, it's one of those industries that you can be in pharma, you can be in music, you can be in fashion, you can be in print, digital, film. There's Applies to every industry. So I picked one that I was passionate about, and just from very basic things such as having music playing in the offices and smaller setting, because the first company I worked at was 25 people, to then going to a Sony Music where there was 25 people on one section of one part of for 10 floors. So it was definitely something that I just. Combine my two passions and very thankfully was able to try out graphic design and then motion design at Sony and then Atlantic, I did some art, I did some design. We were just getting a whole range of, ex- of expertise from other individuals, learning from them. And of course in the internship, I am there to learn. I want to absorb everything. So picking places that I know I want to learn more about and also be engaged in as someone who would love his music and design it was certainly critical for me, my fulfillment of why I do.
1: So let's talk about your, your senior portfolio that you're, you've been working on this semester. Um, what's what's kind of the, the mood or the, the plan or the strategy that you're trying to convey with this portfolio about who you are?
2: So it was... A lot of work to first and foremost gather pieces for the past four years of design, four years doing design, five years in design. I had between a thousand and two thousand pieces, between sketches, full pieces. So I started by doing a system called red, yellow, green. So red light, no projects that don't include yellow things that are maybe I can tweak them, and green ones that I know I at least want to have for the time being. So after I narrowed it down, got pieces I thought best conveyed, not only work that I enjoy, but also work that's applicable to what I would want to be doing is very important. I went forward into customizing. So I started with some pretty straightforward branding things such as the logo and the layout, the colors. I used my favorite color, which is a hunter green. And I used a typeface, a font that was inspired by Gothic architecture. I am very into Wicca and Gothic culture, so having something that represented my visual identity is also something that I feel like is notable to the rest of my branding. And I've incorporated pieces that kind of tie back into that. I am currently working on the actual layout portion, so making sure that everything I have includes full fledged process, includes any information that be relevant. And then, of course, I still want to show work that is relevant to two spectrums because I'm a, I am trying to notify employers of work, also clientele and my, my base of people that I work with that I am doing artwork and illustrations. It's definitely been multifaceted in that aspect because I want to have options open also so that I can be versatile. So that. Def- and to answer the last part of your question about the theme, the driving force of most of my artwork is based on dreamscapes. So things are experienced between a state of waking and sleeping. That's always been something between that and themes of mental illness, themes of empowerment, themes of just freeing your mind has been important to me. And I try my best to convey that through the work.
1: So I have to ask, why Hunter Green? Why Why is that your color?
2: Yeah. It's, Interesting question when you ask that. So <laughs> as a kid I I liked Green, I mean I thought it was pretty, but specifically Hunter Green because I'm a twin and my sister's middle name is Hunter. So as a as a young kid in to school I thought it was cool. Hey, Hunter, like my sister. And from there Where does your sister go to school? She goes to Wisconsin Madison for HR. Okay.
1: My wife is a twin.
2: Very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're very close. And having a color that kind of, kind of felt like I always had the part for, her in, in that. Also, now I simply love the color. I think it's a pretty color. It represents the earth. It represents natural beauty. And it's just always connected with me. I feel like when people see a color they like, they just know instantly. It's a chemical thing. It's, it's, it's good, though. I, I enjoy the color.
1: So you're getting ready to graduate. Yes. Obviously, uh, the whole pandemic thing has thrown everybody for a loop. Uh, w- <laughs> what, uh, what What are you looking for uh, post-graduation? What, what would you like to do, kind of first job out of school, that you, that you hope your portfolio can, can help you land?
2: So I am focusing on companies in New York City because I will be moving with my dad to Brooklyn. So the commute is bit easier than before when I've been going from our commute to Penn Station and walking 20 blocks to an internship. So definitely New York City for location. And then I'm looking a lot into music. I'm looking at publishing houses. Anything where I can create identity for something like an album cover, a band, a book, something that has visual written auditory narrative which those are definitely the big ones also film posters i enjoy combining and it goes back to just the writing music and design having those interests incorporated but also i gain the most fulfillment from my work from doing things that others can look at and have their own stories for so for an album cover you can look at it and think it means so many different things and everyone can have their own opinions, same with the book covers, same with the film posters, same with merch or banners or tour posters and a lot of the stories that people have with them are ones that are often not told otherwise and of course I have my own meaning with it and the band or the publishing house, etc. has no meaning with it so for me it goes back to the artwork of being subjective but also having your own individual thought of what can be And that to me is definitely my favorite thing in art and design. Being able to say it can mean anything, it can mean nothing, it can be whatever you want it to be.
1: Do you have like uh, an all time favorite album cover or an all time favorite book cover?
2: (laughs) That's a good question. Actually, for a while, I had a running list of my favorite album covers in the past of all time. Ooh, if I had to, I'm going to pick. My, my heart says Unknown Pleasures by Joy the Vision, designed by Peter Seville, which is based on a Star Pulsar. I mean, that, that's a classic. And then Storm Thorgerson, who designed Dark Side of the Moon with Hypognosis, Pink Floyd, another classic.
1: I was going to say Dark Side of the Moon would have to be uh, up there. And I'm now looking at Unknown Pleasures uh, on my computer and, and trying to figure out what that is.
2: Yeah, so Unknown Pleasures was based on... Um, from the Victoria and Victoria Journal of Astronomy, I believe, published in the 1970s, I think. Okay. And found, I think it was Peter Hook, the guitarist, found the image, and they inv- Peter Saville the artist, inverted it, which back then was done with different methods. And it's one of those things that a lot of people don't know what it means, but it's still so elegant, so beautiful. It's, it's definitely one of my favorites. And then...
1: It kind of reminds me of like a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit map.
2: Yeah, it looks like a typography map, and it looks like a heartbeat monitor. It's neither of those, but it's still one of those ones that has specific meaning if you look it up, but it's very elegant, very beautiful.
1: Are you aware that you can get that on a T-shirt?
2: Oh, you can get that on everything. (laughs)
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) That was the first thing that popped up. (laughs) I wrote a poem um, one time called... Ode to a Joy the Vision t shirt. <laughs> that's everyone who wears on pleasures on their shirt. And I always ask them, or anyone that wears like Pink Floyd or Nirvana, Led Zeppelin, hey, what's your favorite Pink Floyd song? <laughs> They're like, oh, um, Dark Side of the Moon. And I have to tell them that, that's not, in fact, a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but great artwork. Can't deny that.
1: When I was your age, uh, I was really into Led Zeppelin houses and a holy uh, that's a that's a really cool album cover.
2: Yeah, I'm blanking right now, <laughs> but I have a whole list of like two ones covers I, I've seen, ranging from single artwork to EPs, albums from the past, you know, like 50 years. <laughs> it's yeah. a long list, but there's there's plenty. I just those are two ones that people would instantly recognize.
1: I, I feel like too like album covers are kind of making a comeback lately too. That um, you know, when, when we went to CDs and DVDs, uh, I feel like the quality of covers went down, but I feel like that, that artists are, are paying more attention to that now. It, would you agree with that?
2: Yep, especially to your point with two things. One, vinyl comeback. So, vinyl and vinyl packaging is incredibly important for people that want to have those additional sales. One, also, you can do so much with a vinyl package, even if it's just the flat sleeve, you can really customize it. And then I really enjoy when the single artwork artist released before an album connects to the actual artwork. And then on Spotify they've released a single and it's kind of a lead-in to even digital what the album art looks like. And then the music videos incorporate into it. Sometimes songs incorporate into it. They'll have a deluxe version of the album too on Spotify and that connects into it. So really, album art is 100% one hundred percent still alive. It's something that I have seen debates on. But realistically, you ca- you cannot have even digital. You ca- you can't post on Spotify an album now the cover. It. it is the iconography displayed before a story. It is the narrative of what to expect before entering an experience.
1: I've noticed lately you've been posting a lot of your art on Facebook. How, how do you, how do you pick that art to to post? What's the decision making process there?
2: Yeah, so I usually post things as I go. I have been, of course, very busy with portfolio and classes and everything else in the past month or two. But very frequently, I will sketch every day. I'll do something every day. I don't hesitate in sharing things. I definitely don't for the past while. Sometimes I'll take things down. It's not really in order of things I love, I'm not trying to show, oh, I love this and I expect everyone to love it. I just, I post things that I make and I like them enough to show and if someone resonates with them, that's great. If they don't, that's great too. I enjoy constructive criticism at all times. But to me, even if it's not one, I am entirely fond of one of for portfolio, et cetera, et cetera. Just sharing work is something that is cathartic to me to connect with other people.
1: All right, Ian, I think we're out of time. Is there anything that uh, I should have asked you that I didn't, that you wanted to talk about?
2: I think that'll be it, but thank, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time to do this with me.
1: Yeah, no, it's been very cool. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you.
0: That was student Ian Berkey. He's done a lot at Quinnipiac. He's interned at Atlantic Records and Sony Music Entertainment, Andy was the president of the AIGA Quinnipiac chapter. We're really excited to see what he does next. On Common Grounds is a podcast hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by me, David Roche, and I also wrote and recorded the music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can subscribe to all our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other apps. Definitely check us out on Instagram and Twitter at QU Podcasts. And do you have a story to share? Do you have something you want us to talk about? You can find us on social media or you can shoot us an email at QU Podcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews the crew of Quinnipiac's radio station, WQAQ. Until then, stay inside, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.